Hello and welcome to Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping you become a better organist. We're your hosts, Vidas Pinkavichus and Usham Motuzaita Pinkavichina. We have over 25 years of experience of playing the organ. And we've been teaching thousands of organists online from 89 countries since 2011. So now let's jump in and get started with the podcast for today. We hope you'll enjoy it. Hi guys, this is Vidas. Dosha. Let's start episode 686 of Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. This question was sent by Robin. And um, she writes, Hello, I'm a singer first and a pianist second and an organist very much third. I was asked uh, last September to serve as a short-term substitute pianist for a church whose organist had fallen and injured herself. The piano playing was easily accomplished with my existing skills. After a short time, the organist decided that it was time to retire and the organist's job became available permanently and it was offered to me. I made it clear that I did not play the organ, but that I was willing to learn and the church was willing to accept me on that basis. The church's choir had not sung for 22 months because of COVID, and so they had lost their choir director as well. I offered to cover both positions, as is done in many churches. So as of January, I became the director of music, a position I had never expected to hold. I'm taking organ lessons as fast as I can with the best organist in town. And I'm playing the organ every Sunday and working hard to choose fine liturgically appropriate music that is manageable at my novice level. All of that is a long way of of saying that there is a way more of to playing the organ than I, as a pianist, ever imagined. I had thought it would mainly be a matter of learning about the stops and learning to play the pedals, and the manuals would be no problem. I had no prior understanding of the very different fingering technique required for the organ, so I'm doing my best with my limited abilities to play music that contributes to the worship services, that interests and uplifts the congregation, and that is musically of a high quality. The three main obstacles I am working to overcome in order to do that are 1. Learning to play the pedals, 2. Learning about registrations, and 3. Learning about proper fingering technique. I realized that That pretty much covers most everything about playing the organ. But you asked for the three main things with which I need help. I need more time and more practice and more instruction on all these aspects in order to play at the level to which I aspire. Thank you, Robin. Well, that's a very, very detailed question, right, Osha? Yes, it is. I think it's wonderful that Robin you know, received this opportunity in life. I think many uh, musicians would dream about it. But of course, it's a big challenge too. 
it could be overwhelming to to fall in a position like this immediately uh, you know it's one thing if you are observing a current organist or director of music from the side and they let you try out the organ play a prelude and postlude or interlude here and there uh, once every month or so then more frequently then one hymn then two hymns then then maybe a psalm then maybe some anthem uh, gradually incorporating you into the service very gradually but in this case because of covid that church lost both organist and um, director of music right so robin needs to be both at the same time and there is no time to prepare yes but i think everything is manageable Uh, now i'm reading through those three you know things that she mentions at the end of her letter learning to play the pedals uh, i think that's the struggle that all the begin beginners you know have to overcome while starting to learn to play the organ and then of course learning about registrations well yes that's too and learning about proper fingering technique well i would um, actually uh, put this the third remark in other words because fingering on the piano and on the organ are not so significantly different but i would say that probably the right touch and the right articulation is mm-hmm. the more important issue than the fingering and fingering and articulation in organ is also related uh, and behind the lines that she is uh, she's writing in number three learning about proper fingering technique i can feel maybe that the way she played piano was more with um, with sustained pedal and um, therefore she wouldn't need to play more legato with her fingers and she could lift whenever she want because pedal sustain pedals would do the work Yes, yes, and I think that many pianists actually take advantage of that pedal, sustain pedal, too much. And that's why we cannot play without it, which is crucial for organists. So you really need to think what you are doing at the organ in, and to control not only your touch, but also your release. Yes. That you don't have to worry so much while playing with piano. So I'm glad to know Robin discovered that organ and piano are actually like a different world. It's like, you know, apples and oranges. We are both fruits, but totally different. Similarities between those two instruments and uh, with the keys itself, but everything else is different. Sound production is different. Uh, talking about sound production and registrations um, yes it's very complex and uh, comprehensive topic but for church musicians who are just starting out it could be very very i mean very simple to explain right what you need i think you need to you know to choose for your organ particular organ no 
let's see, five dynamic levels yeah, yes. from the beginning. I think it will be enough for church service, at least for, for a while. You, know? you can do more combinations as the time passes. But basically, that's it. Exactly. You don't even want to play with solo registrations, one hand on the other, on, on a secondary manual, because it complicates things for, at the beginning. Both hands at one manual, I think, for starters, would be best. And uh, our suggestions in terms of registrations here are not so very different uh, that Felix Mendelssohn wrote, or basically German Romantic registration suggestions were written in the 19th century. If you have an organ with pistons, you can program those pistons, five or six levels of dynamics, uh, like pianissimo, piano, uh, what else? Mezzoforte. Mezzoforte, forte. And fortissimo. And fortissimo. If you need, you could add mezzo piano. That would be six. But maybe five would be even enough. Um, so, so pianissimo is just eight foot stop alone. Yes, that's any, right. Any manual. And you know, because uh, at church you have one instrument and you are playing all this the same instrument, you don't have to worry about how to register pieces on the other organs so far. You may learn it, you know, with the time, but it's not necessarily now with your church position. And um, probably at this level, don't, don't use reeds and don't even use um, strings. I would stay with flutes and principles. Yes. At this level. Uh, for church congregational singing. Um, so one flute alone, eight foot level, is pianissimo, uh, perhaps on as well. Uh, two flutes maybe would be um, piano. Uh, flutes eight and four could be mezzo piano. If you add a principal to that list, that would be mezzo forte. And more, more principals add more dynamic levels. But basically always use eight foot uh, stop as the foundation stop in the manuals and in the pedals one octave lower 16 foot stop so you would need 16 and 8 in the pedals but uh, balance to the manuals not too loud and then for fortissimo you just add mixtures to the principal chord yeah not full organ not necessarily full organ unless you're playing solo then you could play with reeds. But but that's a little more complex. And, and of course, if you are leading, you know, congregation is singing, and if congregation sings really loud, then you might, you know, add reeds to the mixtures too. Correct. It depends on your situation. So, you see, yes, it's complex, but not as complex as it could be. True, I think it, it takes not so much time, you know, to make a registration comparing to all those other technical issues like pedaling and, you know, articulation and fingering. That takes much more time and ener energy to manage. And if you set up those pistons in advance, you don't have to worry about them at all. 
or if you don't have pistons, if it's if it's a let's say a mechanical tracker, tracker tracker action organ, you just remember those combinations for yourself. Sure. Generally, that would be wouldn't be a big instrument. That would be a modest instrument, and it's quite easy to remember after a while after you use um, the organ for a few months. So, do you think this is helpful to Robin? Well, I hope so. But anyway, you know, I really, really, really envy her, you know, this possibility, you know, and this opportunity to to find new challenges, to overcome new challenges, and to have this wonderful position as, you know, being a music director. Yes, and one more thing, don't forget to record yourself, because uh, church music position is like a built-in uh, opportunity to play for others, right? Uh, like a practice of playing in front of others. A lot of other musicians go out, need to go to find concerts, and you have built-in concert opportunity. Not necessarily full concert, but uh, several pieces per service you could, you could perform, uh, you know, like in a concert setting, prelude, postlude, even a communion. Yeah, and don't forget to record yourself and analyze your recordings in order to improve yourself. And if you are satisfied, you could share those recordings with others. Yes, and you know about recording. What I wanted to mention too that you know if the organ is uh, upstairs in the balcony, then record yourself from the downstairs. Because, you know, the real balance of things might be only discovered from listening from downstairs. Yes. If you record yourself um, from the uh, close distance, then you don't hear what your listeners will hear. So place the audio recorder down in the church or at the very, very least somewhere at the edge of the balcony. Well, if, if there is enough room, if, if the church is big, but better down in the pews somewhere. And you could film yourself with a phone, video, right? And position that phone, let's say, close to yourself so that you, your, your hands and even feet would be visible. Okay. Please send us more of your questions. We love helping you grow. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen. This podcast is supported by Total Organist, the most comprehensive organ training program online. It has hundreds of courses, coaching, and practice materials for every area of organ playing. Thousands of instructional videos and PDFs. You will not find more value anywhere else online. Total Organist helps you to master any piece, perfect your technique, develop your sight reading skills, and improvise or compose your own music and much, much more. Sign up and begin your training today at organduo.lt and click on Total Organist. And of course, you will get the first month free too. You can cancel anytime. If you like our organ music, you can also support us on Patreon and get free CDs. 
find out more at patreon.com/secretsoforganplaying